You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there. A big show ahead on today's podcast. We're going to catch up with BYU linebacker Max Tooley in a one-on-one conversation from earlier this week. We'll also play part one of a conversation with Scott Gerard, play-by-play voice of the Utah State Aggies, getting you ready for Friday night as the battle for the wagon wheel plays out in Logan. We'll also catch up on everything going on in BYU Sports News outside of that. Injury updates, a whole lot more ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 30th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making this your first stop of the day, your first listen of the day. We aim to be your one stop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about every single weekday and even on the weekends this time of year. And a big thank you for your support. By way of introduction for any of you that happen to be new, my name is Jake Hatch. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK, while also moonlighting as your resident BYU insider here on this fine podcast. And a big thank you for joining us. If you're just checking us out, hopefully you'll be back every single day. Hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from. We are going to finish with our biggest month ever on Locked On Cougars. And as a big thank you to all of you, obviously things like the Big 12, BYU's 4-0 start, keyed all of that. But this does not happen without you guys tuning in every day. So thank you for your support. Thank you for making us your first stop every day. And hope you guys continue to find it of worth. Getting going here on a Thursday, let's talk a little bit about where things stand for the Cougars a day out from their matchup against the Utah State Aggies. You're probably wondering, well, what do you know about Jaron Hall? You told us last week, Jake, that you did not think he was going to play, and we saw Baylor Romney end up getting the start against USF. I don't know exactly on the status of Jaron Hall. I have my doubts that he plays this week. I just think that he's not necessarily 100% quite yet, and they may try and give him another week or so to heal up. But I do not know on his status currently. I do know, however, some good news on other fronts. I have heard uh, from my practice insiders down there in Provo, they've been out at practice this week, that both Tyler Batty and Atunai Samahe will be back or expected to be back for BYU against Utah State along that defensive line. Both of their injuries were considered very minor. Had it been a bigger-name opponent than USF last week, they likely would have played. But the coaching staff felt like, you know what, let's give them a week, get them healed up, and then we'll kind of move forward from there. And the good news is you're expected to have both of them back, so that should bolster BYU's defensive line. No doubt about that with two of your frontline guys at defensive end and nose tackle. In addition to them, on the defensive side of the football, it looks like Isaiah Heron is on track to return this week as well. Keenan Ellis, I don't think you can plan on him at any point uh, until the coaching staff really reveals that he is progressing through the concussion protocol. 
I am of the opinion that if you see him back at all this season, that's probably a really, really nice bonus. But the good news is Isaiah Heron was very, very good uh, since that hit for Keenan Ellis in that Arizona game and getting Heron back to help bolster the opposite of D'Angelo Mandela at cornerback should be a big boon for BYU's defense. So the good news is the defense should be about full strength for the Cougars. Everything I'm hearing on the offensive side of the football is it's TBD on how Mason Wake as well as Harris Lachance heal up from their injuries. I would hope that we could see both of them out there on Friday night uh, playing for BYU against Utah State, especially Harris Lachance. I think that tackle position, very thin in terms of his overall depth. I do have a lot of confidence in Campbell Barrington holding down that right side of BYU's offensive line if called upon. But obviously, you'd like to have your guy, Harris Lachance, manning his spot. He is manned for the most part this season. In addition to that, Mason Wake, very versatile player and a guy who I think has a lot of motivation going into this game. And a little teaser ahead for tomorrow's show. I'm combing through some audio. He made a very, very uh, fun comment last year when I talked with him in an exclusive one-on-one conversation about his relationship with Utah State. I'm still looking for it. I should have it for the Friday edition, our preview edition ahead of the game. So stay tuned for that on tomorrow's podcast. But he is, I would say, questionable to play in this matchup alongside uh, Harris Lachance. I think the good news outside of that, though, everything I'm hearing from our people is that whoever is a quarterback, and I, my money is on Baylor Romney. I, like I said, I don't know. I knew last week. I was told last Tuesday that it was most likely going to be Baylor Romney. I was told 95% it's going to be Baylor Romney against USF. I'm of the opinion it's probably, what, 90% that Baylor goes this week against Utah State, but that's just me guessing. My people down there in Provo said that Baylor and uh, Jaron obviously are very, very capable. We have all seen that. And there is hope that Jaron Hall is back in the lineup relatively quickly. But the good news is, is whoever is at quarterback should have their full complement of weapons in terms of tight ends, running backs, and wide receivers outside of Mason Wake. And that is a very, very good sign for BYU. Coming off four very difficult victories. They're ranked number 13 in the country. And at this point in the season, you start to get a lot of dings and dents. Guys are beat up. There's no doubt about that. But the good news is BYU is about as healthy as you could hope for going into this matchup. And BYU, we all know about this, their bye week doesn't come until November. So health is a priority for the Cougars this season. Any injuries obviously are a concern, but the good news is going into this Utah State matchup, it sounds like the Cougars are all things considered pretty dang healthy. Uh, No really season-ending injuries outside of Keenan Peely. And then if you want to go back further, Braden Cosper broke his arm in practice. Unfortunately that he is not out there playing wide receiver for BYU, but he would be buried on this depth chart right now. This wide receiving core is very, very deep and very, very talented. So we'll see how things play out tomorrow night. More of a full preview edition tomorrow. But coming up here in just a moment, going to catch up with Max Tooley, BYU linebacker. He knows a little something about playing alongside Keenan Peely as well as not playing with him last week. He'll explain about that and we'll also get into a little conversation about how his health status is because he missed the first two games this year. How is he feeling physically? We'll touch on all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Sweatblock. This is a really, really cool product, folks. If you are a person 
like me who sweats. If you want to avoid those embarrassing situations, whether you have a huge presentation that you forgot something for, uh, you didn't forget, you, you have a big first date. I don't know what the embarrassing situation is. I like to use the term from the Southwest Airlines commercials, want to get away? Yes. Well, Sweat Block is here. It's a prescription strength antiperspirant wipe that keeps you dry for up to seven days. And I can attest that it works because I have used it myself. The best part about it, they have a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block does not keep you dry, you will get your money back. It's a bestseller on Amazon. It has been so for the past 10 years. Over 13 Amazon reviews. Would encourage you guys to check this out if you're looking for an option in the sweat department. You can go to their website, sweatblock.com, and save 20% right now using the promo code Locked On. That's 20% off at sweatblock.com. It's also available on, on Amazon and also on the shelves of your local CVS pharmacy as well. But if you want to save that 20%, go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code Locked On. Want to take a moment and talk to you about our friends over at Elevate Fitness. And of course, many of you probably heard me talk about the team over there at Elevate and their critical role in helping me lose weight this year. The more important part about Elevate Fitness has been teaching me, folks, is to get myself healthy metabolically. It's all built on research done by Dr. Ben Bickman down at BYU. Some of you probably have seen his work floating around on the internet. Does a really, really good job talking about insulin and the critical component it is in our everyday health and more importantly, insulin resistance. When you go to visit with the guys at Elevate Fitness, led by Rich Hart, you'll learn about how important it is to get yourself metabolically healthy and more importantly, to get rid of that insulin resistance. It's been an absolute life changer for me. I hope it can be the same for you. If you want to learn more about it, go to insuliniq.com elevate. That's insuliniq.com elevate. You can learn more about the situation you might find yourselves in and also schedule a free consultation with Rich Hart or one of his team members, one of his coaches over there at Elevate Fitness. The best part about it, there is no obligation to have that initial consultation. It's completely free. Make sure you tell them that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you when you stop by. It's been absolutely phenomenal what they have done for me. I know they can do the same for you. So trust the guys over at Elevate Fitness. Go to insuliniq.com slash elevate to learn more. That's insuliniq.com slash elevate. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every single day. Want to encourage you guys, your second listen coming up. Make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. I was part of their Wednesday night roundtable is what they call it. Talking a lot about what's going on in BYU's new conference home. Had some great thoughts on what's going on with the Cougars, but also just kind of going around the entire conference. So check that out as soon as we wrap up here. Now it is time to catch up with BYU linebacker Max Tooley. Max, thank you for making some time. How how are you? Doing pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, let's start here. How uh, has it been so far this year? You guys started 4-0. I'm pretty sure it's a dream start in most of your guys' minds. Is that how you kind of perceive the start of this season? I mean, obviously, each season you go in and you're optimistic. Um, I mean, we knew we were going to win a couple of these games. We had confidence. Um, I think we've almost, you know, just we've, we've almost played perfectly up to our uh, standards. And which is why we're four and Um, I mean, you have to play four four good games, you know, to get to that point. So I think we're all, you know, we're on the right track for sure. And I think we're all proud of what we've done so far. But there's a lot a lot more to be done. You obviously have been working your way back into the rotation. Uh, how is the leg holding up? How are you feeling? Yeah, my leg's fine. I I've been a hundred for a couple of weeks, to be honest. Uh, 
my knee doesn't really bother me and, you know, take ibuprofen before the game. That's, you know, it doesn't bother me. I got too much adrenaline in my system. So it's never really bothered me in a game. So that's, that's been a good thing. That, that's the thing I hear from most guys is even if like, you do have a minor injury or whatever it might be, by the time the game time gets there, as you mentioned, kind of your adrenaline's flowing. At that point, you're not feeling much anything, right? Oh, yeah. You know, you're just excited to play in the game. And, you know, the pain is the least of your worries. Football's a dangerous game. You get hurt in every play. So, I mean, been, I've been used to it for however long I've been playing. So, just one of those injuries. In that vein, how tough was it to see Keenan Peely go down with that ACL injury? Well, I mean, obviously, you never want to see a guy go down regardless. And, I mean, having, having such a big leader in Keenan going down, uh, it broke all of our hearts, to be honest. You know, uh, he's, he's a leader on the defense. He's one of the biggest producers on the defense. And, I mean, he's a big part of what we do. Um, so it's, it's hard, and it's, uh, but he, he's taking it. And, uh, you know, he's, he's doing really well with it. He's keeping his attitude up. So it's good to be there for him um, and win these games before him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think Ben Bywater has done filling in for him so far? I mean, yeah, Ben's done everything he's needed to do. He's stepped in, you know, he's, he's played whatever position he, he's been asked to do, and he's done it to a great standard. So I think, you know, we're in good hands with linebackers. I feel like... Um, we got all the right pieces. So. I wanted to ask you one more question about one of your fellow linebackers, and that's Peyton Wilgar. I think we all saw that video last week of his off-the-field story, and he's he's, mm-hmm. one of, he's one of my favorite guys to watch on the field. How fun is it to play with a guy like that? I mean, you know, I, to be honest, I think I'm one of the only ones that knows Peyton well enough that knew that story beforehand, or one of the few I actually lived with him before he had you know, before he took in the kids, um, you know, I was trying to, you know, help him prepare a little bit. He's had to take care of me with his wife a little bit <laughs> for a couple months when I was out of a, out of an apartment for remodeling. But, you know, um, so I've known Peyton. He's one of my best friends, probably my best friend on the team. And, you know, he's, he's so fun to play with. We've always had that connection since our true, our Richard freshman year. Um, we've always loved playing on the field together. We always have each other's backs and, we just have fun together, so he's a lot of fun to play with. I see the both of you as very versatile players, and what I mean by that is you guys both have the ability to rush the quarterback. You have the ability to play in space and coverage, but also come up and play the run. Is that something you both pride yourselves on? I mean, yeah. Uh, obviously, as a linebacker, you got to be versatile. You know, you can't just be. I mean, you can't just be a run guy or a pass guy. You got to do it all. So I think, you know, we. We both have been blessed with the athleticism that has allowed us to do that and the instincts to play football in that way. And, I mean, I think we both we both hype each other up and, you know, we, we look for ways to improve. We, we're always in the gym together in the offseason, you know, going to Vasa or whatnot. So I think we've always, you know, been through that grind together. So, Are you guys mainstays at Vasa? Is that, is you guys, is that kind of where you guys hang out in the offseason? Sorry, what was that? It, it, Vasa, you said you mentioned you guys work out at Vasa. Is, yeah. is that kind of your spot during the off season? I mean, Payton's got a you know guest membership, so I get in there without paying. So it's fun to go with him and his wife, and so that's that's the main reason. I I'd, I'd probably rather work out here at the facilities with less people around, but you know it's fun working out with Payton, so it's all right. 
Very cool. Uh, you're an in-state kid. Obviously, this week you guys are taking on Utah State. And I know you're from Bountiful, so kind of midway point between the two schools. What does this game mean to you personally? Yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, Utah State was one of those schools that recruited me a little bit. They were one of my first offers. I remember going up there, and, I mean, Coach Wells was there at the time. So, you know, I have a pretty good relationship with those coaches. And, uh, obviously, an in-state game is always going to be a fun one. You know, up there, the crowd is pretty crazy. Um, they'll definitely be in our heads. I mean, not not in our heads, but they'll be in our ears for sure. And, uh, I mean, it's always going to be a fun game. It's going to be competitive. You know, they came in two years ago. Um, you know, the beat us pretty good up here. We came in, oh, I guess it's three years ago, huh? but we came back and we beat them. So I think it's always going to be a good game with Utah State. You know, we respect them as a rival. Um, but, you know, the game's a game. We're going to do what it takes to win. So that's what we like to hear. I probably should ask you this earlier, but in terms of a, a game to game situation, do you feel like your role can change game to game, or do you feel like you have a set kind of I guess, position with this, and that's kind of what you execute every game? I mean, you know, that's a hard question because uh, our defense is always changing, and, you know, I think it's a better question for the coaches, to be honest. But I think, you know, that's kind of what makes all of us a little bit versatile. You know, we can we can play multiple positions, um, but, you know, with injuries and whatnot, everything that happens, you know, week to week, you just got to be prepared for anything, so... And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think during your time at BYU so far, you've worked with position coach wise, Kalani Satake, Ed Lamb, and now Kevin Clune. What's it been like working with all those gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, each of them have different coaching styles. Um, you know, this year with Clune has been a lot different than the last couple of years with, you know, Lamb, Turiaki, even Kalani. You know, it's uh, each each uh, coach has, has their different, um, you know, points of emphasis and things that ways that they like to coach. I mean, it's all been a good experience for the most part. Um, just learning each day and coming in and trying to get better. Do you consider Utah state to be a rival? I know that's been a hot topic this week. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I would say so. You know, I, my first game dressing here at BYU, we lost to them and that was kind of hard, you know, but, uh, I think, you know, it's one of those games that's going to be hit or miss. Um, and it's always a fun game. Utah State's always got the good environment. Um, I, I'd say it's a rivalry for sure. All right. We'll send you out on this, Max. I know that you speak Mandarin. I happen to speak Mandarin as well. Is Do you have a, a – and they're called idioms for those of you out there that don't necessarily understand it. Do you have a favorite idiom in Chinese that you kind of live by? Dude, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I know. Honestly – Idioms were one of the last things I learned. Um, I have a friend who served in Taiwan. He's taught me some over the over the years, but I really honestly can't even remember one. I was never an idiom guy. Can I share one with you that I live <laughs> yeah, by? Yeah, share on? one with me. Okay. One real quick. Bujinza Tui. Bujinza Tui. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Not close, something. I don't know. I, I don't understand it, to be honest. It was never my strong suit. Trust me, I, I had to learn this one as well. But it, what it means is if you're not progressing, you're regressing. It's always, you always want to move forward. That's a nice one. I'll, I'll have to look that up and, uh, you know, count that into my daily vocabulary. All right. Well, Max, thank you for taking some time. And Junie, how are you? And all right. <laughs> yeah. 
There you go, Max Tooley and Juni Haoyun. For those of you who do not know Mandarin, means best of luck. And also, Shishia means thank you. So there you go. And big thank you, Shishia, to Max Tooley. Really, really fun to catch up with him in a great conversation. Looking forward to seeing him and the rest of the Cougars out there against Utah State. Now for a perspective on the Aggies, coming up in just a moment, we're going to catch up part one of a conversation I had with Scott Gerard, the play-by-play voice of Utah State Athletics. We'll get to more on the Aggies with him in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. Absolutely love this company. It has saved my bacon in so many different instances over the past two or so years. I've been using it. What I love about Rock Auto is their goal, their overarching goal, is to save you both time and money when using their resource. It's a family business, been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their website, very straightforward. You go to rockauto.com. It's got a little bit of an old-school look to it, but the good thing about it is you put in your vehicle. So in my case, I own a Chevrolet Cruise, put in Chevrolet Cruise the year, the trim, all that stuff, and suddenly a whole diagram of different parts show up. You can expand the field for, let's say, you need motor oil. It has the recommended motor oils from all the different manufacturers. You can pick what you want, point, click, order it, and it's shipped directly to your door. It's an absolutely phenomenal resource, and I want you guys to give it a shot. The best part, the prices are always reliably low. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can get them at rockauto.com? So go check it out. You can go right now to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. One final time out on today's show to talk to you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season, no matter what your rooting interest might be. In this case, on the college side, it's probably the BYU football program, but no matter your interest, head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can actually receive a 100% welcome bonus from our friends at betonline.ag. That's double your initial deposit just simply for signing up. Do not forget to use the promo code NFL100 to take advantage of that offer. They've got a brand new updated website and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all things football and beyond. From football to basketball to boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available at BetOnline.ag as they are your online sportsbook experts. Now, as we round out today's show, wanted to get some perspective on what BYU is facing when they take on the Utah State Aggies, and no one better than a guy that I am proud to call a colleague, a friend, and also my boss, Scott Gerard, the play-by-play voice of the Utah State football and men's basketball programs. Had a chance to catch up with him. Today, we'll talk about the Utah State offense. Tomorrow, we'll talk about Utah State's defense and how things overall look ahead of the matchup tomorrow night in Logan. Scotty, thank you for taking the time. How are you? Hey. How are you, Jake? Good to catch up with you. Absolutely. Well, thanks for doing this. And obviously a big game this Friday night as the Aggies and the Cougars renew acquaintances. Let's start off looking back for a minute, though. What in the world happened against Boise State for Utah State? (laughs) Well, it's funny, and and I'm glad that because I think there's a lot of people that just would look at the score and think, okay, well, that just got out of hand. And it never was close. And it it was – as bizarre of a game, and, and I love the fact that you watched it and you, you kind of know the background on this because Utah State ended up with about 30 or 40 yards of more total offense than Boise State. 
mowed up and down the field. 20 to 20 was not a problem at all. It was the red zone. They got in the red zone four times in that game and only came away with three points. Two, uh, a missed field goal, a blocked field goal, an interception at the one-yard line. Um, it was just a really disappointing performance uh, from the offense inside the red zone. And that's going to be the next step for this team in their evolution of who they are. They've got dynamic playmakers on offense. Offense has not been an issue in terms of yardage, but getting points, even they, you know, against Washington State early in the game, they had to settle for field goals, and then they really tuned it up and got those two late touchdowns to win the game. Air Force, they were able to uh, score a lot of points in that game, certainly. But uh, that's one of the next steps this team needs to take. I'm certainly, I feel uh, confident that they'll be able to do that uh, throughout the course of the season. This is a good coaching staff. It's a good team. They'll get it figured out. Uh, it was just one of those days where you just found a way to shoot yourself in the foot many, many times. And unfortunately, you can't do that against Boise State. Yeah, I think the correlation I made from the Boise State game in particular, and any BYU fans listening to this I think will pick up on this, but in 2019, BYU was really good between the 20s. They could motor up and down the field all game long. They would get in that red zone and would fall apart. It was a season-long issue that, you, that BYU faced, and the following offseason, I remember the coaching staff said, that's what we're going to focus on, and you saw them during the last season in 2020, and then so far this year, BYU's been actually pretty dang good at uh, converting red zone opportunities into touchdowns. Is that kind of how you see what Utah State's done so far? Yes, absolutely, too. And I, and I think that it's, it's an offense that, you know, relies so much on spacing. Uh, you'll see these splits that they'll have. Those wide receivers will have conversations with coaches on the sideline because they're right next to that, uh, right next to the sideline. I mean, they, they space the field so much, which really is advantageous. But sometimes it works against you a little bit when you get inside the red zone and you have to limit your spacing. Uh, and you bunch up a lot of people into traffic, and you don't have that space to work with. So, uh, I again, I have full confidence this is something that they'll work on. I know it'll be a point of emphasis this week, uh, and, and I anticipate you'll see a much better performance against BYU coming up this weekend. Why do they do have those wide receivers so far out there? Because they really do. They spread them sideline to sideline, literally. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's who they are offensively. And when you have guys like, you got Devin Tompkins, who, to me, I think is one of the most dynamic playmakers in college football, but he's 5'8 and 155. You know, that's not a guy that you want to uh, you want to get caught up in traffic, so you want to create as much space for that guy as possible. Brandon Bowling, uh, you know, my, uh, you know uh, Derek Wright, these are guys that uh, operate well with speed, and I think they want to use the, their speed to their advantage in doing so. They want to get them in space, so why not create as much space as possible? And uh, it certainly seems to have uh, paid dividends in the early part of the season. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Devin Tompkins is still leading the nation in receiving, right? Yep. And, and this was interesting in this game against Boise State because he had four catches for 60 yards in the first quarter and then did not have another catch the rest of the game. And I think Boise State may have shown a little bit of a blueprint on how to defend Utah State. And now it's up to Utah State to kind of um, – to kind of uh, adjust to that because you've got safeties that they were coming over the top and bracketing those guys. And really, and you saw the Utah State had over 200 yards of rushing. And I'm not saying Boise State conceded the run, but they really felt like the running game would bog down a little bit in the red zone. So they, they kept a pretty empty box and focused more on the wide receivers and more on the big play ability and said, we feel like you might be able to run the ball on us, which Utah State did. They had over 220 yards rushing in that game. But that offense bogged down when it got inside the red zone. And I think Boise State felt like, look, we can do this. We'll allow you to get your yards. 
But once you get in that red zone, we're going to make you kick field goals. And that's something that Utah State's going to have to adjust to because I'm sure there's a lot of teams that are going to look at that Boise State film. And not a lot of people can replicate because Boise State's got a good defensive backfield. I don't know if a lot of people can replicate what Boise State did, but they'll certainly try now. Speaking of that rushing game, Calvin Tyler Jr. has been their leading rusher. He's averaging over 100 yards per game. Has he been a, a kind of, I guess, a, a revelation so far this year? Was he the guy expected to take the reins of that rushing attack? The, it was not expected at the first part. They had four guys that they really felt like could go in this uh, go for him. Uh, Noah, Makakona, Tyler, and then Gentry were the four guys they really felt like could be uh, good players, and they felt like it'd be more of a committee. And Calvin Tyler, as the season has gone on, has really just kind of separated himself from the other three. They'll still get some uh, runs for Gentry. Noah, Makakona, a little less. He might get a carry or two here and there. But uh, as the season's progressed, you've, you've seen that Tyler, who really is, you know, kind of uh, established himself in the Washington State game, really took a step forward in the Air Force game uh, with a big run late to really seal that win. So he's been the guy. And yeah, it's a little surprising. I think his, his speed, he's got a little bit, he plays a little faster on game day than maybe he shows in practice. One of those guys that has that extra gear that I think has surprised his coaching staff a little bit. So they love what he's been able to do. Uh, but it'll still be, you know, there'll still be a healthy amount of carries for other guys. But, but make no mistake, Calvin Tyler's the guy. Let's talk about this two-quarterback system they've deployed so far this year. Logan Bonner's got the better of the stats, but they very much have relied on both of these quarterbacks in all of their games. Is it something that you think is sustainable for them to continue doing this model with both Logan Bonner and Andrew Peasley? Uh, it's not, and they're going to go away from it, too. Uh, Logan Bonner's going to be more of the guy going forward, and and, and uh, Blake Anderson mentioned that earlier in the week. He felt like uh, that they, they looked a little too much like a, a true two-quarterback system, and, and they did it against Washington State. And then Air Force, they had to do it because of the injury, uh, but they really didn't have to do it as much as they did it in the game against Boise State. And they really felt like we've got to – we're doing a disservice to the offense by working both these guys in. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe there's some, you know, even though he's a quarterback like a wildcat package – uh, for Andrew Peasley because he's so good with his feet as a dual threat guy. There'll be some, I think, some sub packages for him going forward. Uh, but Logan Bonner, according to the coaches this week, is going to be the guy and the primary quarterback going forward. Obviously, the offense only is as good as their offensive line. How does the Aggies' offensive line look so far this year? You know, um, I think it's been one of the, I don't want to say pleasant surprises because I think they were going to be pretty good. Uh, but they performed better than I think I, a lot of people thought they would. Uh, I, you look at um, Chandler Dolphin, who just recently got a scholarship. He's been anchoring at center. He managed to miss a game, and uh, another player came in. Allo came in and has performed pretty well. For the most part, I think the offensive line has done some pretty good things. Uh, the tackles sometimes can give up some ed rushing, uh, edge rushing from time to time, uh, but they've been able to run the ball really well. Um, and so for the most part, they've given up some sacks here and there. Uh, but I would grade them out way uh, grade them out right now, you know, as a uh, good solid B, B plus for especially considering expectations. They're not deep. They can't withstand a lot of injuries on that offensive line. Uh, but if they are able to stay healthy, they've shown that they've been able to grow and progress throughout the first three games of the year. And 
And I think it's been a, uh, a pleasant surprise for this team to see them perform the way they have. There you go. Part one with Scott Gerard. We'll talk more about Utah State's defense tomorrow as part of our overall game preview ahead of the matchup in Logan tomorrow night. Now, a couple of notes before we wrap up today's show. Want to congratulate BYU senior center James Empey has been named a semifinalist for the William V. Campbell Trophy. Uh, he is obviously a standout athlete on the field, but also getting it done off the field. A three. 0.66 GPA average across all the semifinalists. Well, that's not good enough for James Empey. A 3.84 GPA as a finance major in the Marriott School of Management. You guys all know how difficult that school is if you've gone through it or you just happen to go to BYU. So congratulations to James Empey. Hopefully he can be named a finalist for that award. It'd be cool to see him win it, but obviously we'll have more for you guys as that plays out throughout the rest of the season. Also earlier this week, I missed this, the number three ranked BYU men's cross country program. Their star runner, their number one guy, Connor Mance, was named the NCAA Division I National Men's Athlete of the Week. He led uh, BYU to a victory at the Roy Griak Invitational, also winning the individual meet title in St. Paul, Minnesota last Friday. So congratulations to Connor Mance on that. Very much building a legend in his own right as he plays or competes for the men's cross-country program. And then finally, we talked yesterday about BYU women's golf playing out there in Colorado. While they did not get a chance to play the third round, they had weather delays that precluded the tournament from playing the full 54 holes. They finished it after 36 holes, finished up play yesterday. BYU finishing in third place at one over par. East Tennessee State won it at six under. Denver finished five under in second place. So, Two wins and a third-place finish so far for Kerry Roberts, Summer Hayes, and her squad. I'd say that's a pretty dang good start to your season. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen. Now make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast as yours truly joined the crew for their roundtable discussion. You can catch that on the Locked On Big 12 feed, and make sure you listen to that every single day in addition to this podcast. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to weigh in there, Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, our email address, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 30th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys manana.